I'm Will Malone, and photography is dead. Long live photography. I, for one, welcome our AI overlords. At the beginning of this podcast, I talked about AI art in relation to how we think about a successful image. But AI has touched photography in so many different ways than just with AI-generated artwork. And like a T-1000, we have welcomed AI in all its forms into our hearts and minds. When I would work in the darkroom in college, in order to make a print, I had to put a negative in an enlarger which projected light through my film negative onto a piece of light-sensitive paper. And if I wanted to dodge or burn a spot on a photo, I had to literally cover up parts of the image in order to keep the projected light from exposing the entire photograph equally. This took time. I don't remember how long for each image, but making 10 prints for a class assignment took a lot of work. And there were a lot of manual methods with which to edit an image in the darkroom, whether it was altering developing time by pushing or pulling or dodging or burning. My friend Matt Quillian would experiment in greater ways by drawing on his printed work or using experimental papers and methods. No matter what you do in the darkroom, you have to actually do it. And then when I started moving into Photoshop, I realized all the terms we used in the darkroom were there, just as clickable icons whose algorithm simulated said effect. Obviously, this added tons of functionality and ease to photography, which has helped bring it to the mainstream. Photoshop started this, but honestly, there's tons of photographers right now, professional ones even, that have no idea how to use Photoshop because editing tools got even more simple in Lightroom and iPhone and iPad apps. It's actually wild. If you start asking around in the photography community, you'll find that the ability to use Photoshop is rarer than you'd believe. With many editing their work with sliders, I believe we had reached the ultimate simplification of photo editing. But then, like Skynet coming online, photography YouTubers were suddenly getting paid to make videos about this new software called Luminar. And Luminar is an AI photo editor. All that time you spent in Photoshop healing out power lines is no longer necessary. Photoshop and Lightroom simplified photo editing, but somehow companies have found a way to simplify it even further. And better than Adobe Suite, in some cases. What's cool about Luminar to me is that it knows the difference between images. It doesn't just slap the same filter and edits to each one, which I suppose is what makes it true AI. I don't understand the voodoo that allows it to work the way it does, but it's pretty amazing. So do you have a low-res image you want to print or clean up? AI is really good at that now. There are softwares that somehow can replace the data in an image and take your low-res scan of a family photo and make it look clean and new, all with just a click. And I feel like the idea of AI editing tools kind of snuck up on us. Maybe we were too distracted with COVID to notice what was going on, but suddenly we are living through a similar shift in technology that photographers probably felt when Photoshop started replacing darkrooms. And of course, there's pushback. There's purists that believe that Photoshop is the only correct way to actually create a great image. But Photoshop was new too. And it's funny, we always convince ourselves that there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. A pure way that has always been. But Photoshop hasn't always been. It just hung around for a whole generation of photographers. But the next generation of photographers don't necessarily need it anymore. Many don't even use Adobe products because they're too expensive. There are many photographers that send their images straight to their phone from their cameras and just use Visco or an iPhone app of some other kind to tweak them. And these people sometimes have more followers than you or I. There is no right way. There's only good images. It doesn't matter how we get there. And throughout my photography career, I've always heard photographers that claim that others were cheating if they were taking editing shortcuts or not taking the time to laboriously heal out sensor dust or something. Cheating 
in photography doesn't exist. I have a photographer friend, and I'm not going to call her out, but I know for a fact she only edits her photos from her Canon EOS R with her phone, and people pay her to take photos for them all the time. She's going to have to upgrade soon in order to make her workflow more convenient, but she's made it very far with the bare minimum tools. And the market, aka her clients, don't know the difference. I find myself using these AI tools more and more. It's been a while since I've taken the time to get rid of power lines because I don't need to anymore. It used to be painstaking work to put a fake sky in an image because you'd have to contend with the blending of all the tree branches. But now you can click a button and pick your sky within seconds. And this is only going to get easier and easier. In my episode about how I believe 2016 is the year everything changed, I posit that's the year that began the impossibility of hiding behind our technology. Knowing how to use Photoshop is a cool skill, but unless you're specifically a photo retoucher by trade, knowledge in Photoshop isn't a way to give you a leg up on the competition. Being able to do things manually is valuable in its own way, but it doesn't automatically give us a license that says we are better than a photographer who edits purely in Visco. Visco stands for Visual Supply Company, by the way. And maybe I'm projecting, but I've always had some guilt when using editing tools that make the job easier. Could be something instilled in us by all the Nikon dads out there, though. But we don't have to feel this guilt. If the images are good, then it doesn't really matter if we did it the hard way or not. Doing things the hard way only affects us, and we're not going to win any competitions with it. I remember going to a wedding in 2011 where the photographer touted that he never used Photoshop on his images. I, I think he was delivering his photos straight out of camera, maybe. I'm not really sure what he meant by that. And now you hear the same types of photographers say they are really good at Photoshop as a point of pride, and they would never sink to using AI or a mobile editing tool. Even Photoshop is adding more AI features to try and stay afloat during the rising tide of the machines. So, editing tools are just now mixing together into one big soup. It's kind of ridiculous to draw a line between them anymore. There's a million ways to make your images look good, and now it's all about preference. And truthfully, I think I like this future better than the one where technology was the gatekeeper of photography. Because now, it's all about great images and the stories we tell. So, I would argue that in 2022, photography has never been more pure. Thanks for listening. And if you want to follow me and other projects I'm working on, you can go to willmalone.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, at willmalone. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram, at deadphotopodcast. And I'm trying to grow my Twitter. And you can follow me there, at willmalone365.